It's time. It's time. Passcode accepted. Downloading the Down South IT Podcast. Everybody, glad to have you with me. Hope you are having a wonderful day. Today's show is going to be a good one because I'm going to make a prediction. And I'm pretty sure that it's going to be right. Now, only time will tell, but I'm pretty sure that if we go by recent trends and history of technology, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be right. But before we hit that up, don't forget, head up to the website, downsouthitpodcast.com. You can find out just about anything you want to on the podcast, all the build guides, the Defender newsletter, links to the merch store, which is always good. You can always find yourself a cool t-shirt or something like that. Pick that up. Shirt Classic t-shirts right now, $17.99. Not bad. You can help me out a little bit and get something cool to sport to help represent the podcast. I would much appreciate it if you did. That would be awesome. But go ahead and peruse while you're there. You can always find something cool on there that I added, either whether it's a new product review or something else on the Defender newsletter. There's always something there, not to mention all the back episodes of the podcast. So if you happen to miss one, you can pick it up right there on the homepage. If you want to follow along on the show prep for this episode, which they do have a couple of links that I'm going to send out with it, it's right there underneath the embedded player on the homepage. Just click the show prep link. And you'll find it right there. This will be episode 806. So just go ahead and follow that and you'll be right there and can follow along. I also have show prep for all the back episodes also, the ones that require it. So you can also check that out too and follow along to any of the back episodes if you really want to do that too. Or if you just want to go find out where I got all my information from. If you want to follow all any of the links or anything like that for any of the products that I talked about, all that's going to be right there. So jumping in, we have Apple's 2022 first launch event that they've done this year. And they didn't talk about a whole lot of products, but one of them that they did reveal that was really, really interesting was the new iPhone SE. And for all intents and purposes, this is going to be the iPhone SE 3 or the SE version 2022. Again, all of these SE models uh, made my spiel about it before with the last one. And they need to come out with a better name in the convention with this. They really do. But anyway, the the whole thing with this, this actually leads into my prediction later on. So, so far, Apple's went ahead and announced the new iPhone SE. This one's going to have the new A15 Bionic chip. So this is the same one that's in the iPhone 13. And it's going to have 5G. So that's the two big differences with this new iPhone SE. That chip is a monster. It really and truly is. So the fact that their budget phone is going to have the same computing power as their flagship, the 13, that's impressive. It really is. And it kind of speaks to Apple that they're really just using as much of the silicon that they're creating as they possibly can, which, hey, if you're going through the manufacturing process, I don't blame them. I really don't. 
this is one thing that they can do to control everything from stem to stern. They're going to be able to go through the entire selection with this, and I think it was actually a good call. The prediction lies in the 5G, but I'll get to that in a little while. So on top of that, it also the new one also will retain the same home button that you had before with Touch ID, supposedly better battery life, an improved camera, which by Apple standards is going to be a really nice camera on, on this phone. Apple always does little incremental updates with their camera systems and their software. So I don't expect that the camera will be crazy good. Like, you know, the pixel series or even some of the, have some of the telephoto zooms that your Samsung's do or anything like that. But for the most part, it will have a really, really nice picture setup on it. All of the pictures should be clear. The color and the depth should be great in these photos. So I'm not expecting nothing to completely and utterly blow you away, but something that is going to be very, very nice, even on the, the worst of days, is still going to be a nice picture. The one other change to the new SE is going to be that it's going to be a little pricier. It won't have that $399 t uh, price tag on it this time around, but nine times out of 10, that's because of the 5G chipset. So it will be an extra 30 bucks. So you're looking at a 429 starting price for the new SE. The next product that they announced was going to be the new iPad Air. This new iPad is going to have the M1 chip. So this is going to be the same one that powers the 4K Apple TV uh, device. So this, again, is a really, really powerful chipset. It's going to have a 12 megapixel ultra wide front camera, 5G connectivity. If you do decide to get the cellular version, of course, they will have a Wi-Fi only version also. It's going to be very similar in design to the last gen, but they did update the components and the guts. So this one is going to start at $599 and supposedly pre-orders started on March 11th. So if you really wanted to pre-order one, you could right now. The next big announcement was the new Apple Studio. And this actually has a new M1 Max chip. And basically what they did was they took the M1 chip and doubled it up. So this will let you get up to 128 gigabytes of RAM if you really wanted to. Uses a lot of high memory bandwidth, a lot of graphics processing or anything like that. If you do a lot of video or photo editing, you can use one of these. And it's akin to the Mac Pro, but it's gonna be in a much smaller package. And you could really and truly drive four XDR monitors with this setup. They are definitely gearing this to creators and video editors, photo editors, and the new Mac Studio will start at $1,999, so $2,000. And like I said, it can. there's actually a pro upgrade coming, but it's not gonna be released anytime soon, at least according to what they said. Now to go along with the new Mac Studio, they also are releasing a new version of the Apple Studio display. So this is the same 27 inch 5K retina display. It has this A13 Bionic chip set in it. So it can do some iPad type functions and processing within the actual screen itself. It'll have a 12 megapixel webcam, has multiple microphones for noise cancellation, as well as just a regular microphone. It'll have six speakers, 
four USB Type-C ports, one of which is going to be Thunderbolt, so you can do pass-through and different things like that if you really wanted to. These are not cheap displays. <laughs> now, granted, it is a 5K display, so you will need two separate cables to run it. That's how to get that 5K resolution, by you basically jamming two different signals into it and amalgamating them both on screen at the same time. But if you are a content creator and photo editor, these screens pretty much cannot be touched as far as color accuracy and editing video in HDR or 4K. You really can't touch it. But like I said, they're pricey. They're going to start about 1500 bucks. And mind you, that is just for the screen. That does not come with the mount. The last gen of this screen, whenever they did the mount, the mount was $1,000 by itself. So just keep that in mind if that's something that you're kind of looking into. So that's what Apple had to offer. And again, this goes back to my prediction that, I'll, that I'm going to be making. And that has to do with 5G. Now, 5G right now is not quite in its infancy stage. It's still very much a very fluid thing. A lot of different companies, a lot of different manufacturers are doing different versions of 5G. There's different levels of 5G. And to be perfectly honest, the industry hasn't really picked what they want to do to go forward to quote unquote be the industry standard. So right now we have three different types of 5G. You have millimeter wave, which is the really high bandwidth, very short range 5G signal that basically once you enter a building, you lose because it's just that weak. It's very fast and open air. Most of the time you're going to get this within city areas, you know, very urban areas. And to be fair, it is very fast. This is where you get those one gigabyte, you know, per second speeds from downloads and different things like that. You get that from millimeter wave. The next one down is going to be mid-band or your C-wave technology. This one does have a lower bandwidth, so it's not quite as fast. It's still faster than 4G but it does have a lot longer reach. So this one is more along the lines of what most companies are going with. Mid-band, you know, the C-Wave technology, this is kind of where everybody's going just for simplicity's sake and for the fact of you want to get the most bang for your buck as far as towers go. Millimeter wave, you need towers every few hundred yards. Mid-band, you can do it every couple of miles. So it, you do still need more towers, but you need a lot less of them. So when you hear the major carriers talk about ultra wide band or anything along that line, this is where the, this is the one that they're talking about. They're talking about C wave or mid band. So the Verizon ultra wide band, T-Mobile, you know, uses this a lot also. So this is kind of the one that they're kind of more leaning towards right now as an industry. You also have sub C, which is the the lowest bandwidth 5G that you can get. And this one's closer to the 4G connectivity that we have now. It's a little bit faster, a little bit less latency, but it's really and truly just 4G with, you know, a new sticker slapped on it. That's basically all that is. So a lot of the companies, like I said, they're going more toward this mid-band wave. And that's where the iPhone SE comes in. This new iPhone they do have a 5G modem in it, but they don't have the millimeter wave. 
And therein is my prediction. It's not an industry standard, but usually whenever Apple decides to leave something out of a product as popular as the iPhone SE or their budget line, or whenever Samsung does the same thing on their A series, not necessarily the Galaxy or, you know, their quote unquote note series that they don't have anymore or do have. Again, naming conventions are crazy. But whenever Samsung and Apple leave something out and only start supporting one certain thing, like not millimeter wave, but only using mid-band and sub-C type 5G technology, that's going to be what's going forward. So because Apple left this off, my prediction is that millimeter wave is probably going to be on the outs within the year simply because they sell a ton of these iPhone SE models. Like I said, this is one of the cheaper phones that you can get from Apple. Granted, their other phones may have something to do with it, but if they're doing this with the budget line and this gets in more hands, nine times out of 10, it's going to start waning on that millimeter wave technology to go like ultra, ultra fast. I'm almost willing to bet that they're going to forego the crazy fast speeds for more stability and better range than they will just for the sake of speed. They may do it in urban areas because they can, but for the most part, when you're out in the open and out, you know, out and about in town and things like that, that's not going to be what you're going to be on when you're on 5G. It's going to be that mid-man. And I can see what they're doing from a practicality standpoint. Building the towers and all the new infrastructure is not a cheap thing to do. So the less you have to do to get coverage, why not do that? Now, granted, that's probably just how it's going to be here in the U.S. and possibly in the U.K. But over in Asia, they have a few different companies. You got Huawei and they have a much bigger footprint and a lot bigger hold. They also have a lot bigger, you know, urban area. So you took look at a lot of the city, the big, big, huge cities in China, that's mostly where their stuff is. That's going to be mostly millimeter wave because they have the buildings and everything to be able to, to do it. And also the population within those cities to be able to warrant having that type of bandwidth. Now, over here, everything's a lot more spread out. You do have big cities. You got New York, L.A., you know, Houston. Chicago, you know, those big cities, those possibly could still get millimeter wave within the city. But for the most part, everything else is going to be fairly spread out here in the U.S. Same in the U.K. You have the bigger cities, London, Paris, you know, different things like that, Madrid. Those may get it also. But again, a lot of stuff is going to be out in the sticks. And if you want the most people to get it, you're going to have to get that signal out to the sticks. So they're going to go with something that has a little bit better reach. Might not be the quickest one, but they're going to have something that has a little bit better reach to be able to get to everybody else out in the, the suburbs. So again, it's not an industry standard, but usually what Samsung and Apple chooses to put into their products usually reflects on where the industry is going to go later. And my prediction is going to be that millimeter wave is not going to be the quote-unquote 5G that we normally see. It's going to be the C-wave or the mid-band wave. Now, granted, I could be completely wrong, 
But judging from the way 4G rolled out and everything else, I'm pretty sure that this is going to happen. Now, granted, I suck on timing, so the timing may not be, work out like I'm thinking, you know, within a year or two, but I'm pretty sure that it's going to happen. Now, only time will tell, so we'll have to wait and see, but just remember that you heard it here first. And also something that you're hearing first, check out the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash down south IT. In the next few days, I'm going to put up a survey link on my Facebook page. That way you can come and you get to pick the topic for this season's finale. I want to hear from you. I have a few set up. I also have something where you can type in something different if you don't like any of the choices that I, that I set up. But at least that way I can hear from you. I want to see what you want to hear for the season finale. So head over to the Facebook page, like and follow it if you haven't already, and wait and see for that post for the thing. I'm going to post it multiple times between now and the end of the season. So, you know, don't fret if you missed the first one. You don't have to scroll through the entire timeline on the Facebook page. I'll repost it a bunch of times. But I want to hear from you and I want to see what you want me to talk about and what you want me to research and let you know about. So be on the lookout for that. And I'm going to go ahead and end this one here, just like I always do with every podcast. Paraphrase from Albert Hubbard, technology can replace the work of many people, but it can never replace the work of one extraordinary person. So go out and be extraordinary today. Thank you all for listening. I love you. I'll see you right back here on the next episode of the Down South IT Podcast. Later.